Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first live episode of 2023. I'm your host, Matt Binder, and this is a combination doomed scam economy episode because it's both worlds colliding in this episode. So that's why you don't hear the doomed intro up front or the scam economy intro up front. And I'm doing it on the live stream during the, the doomed Tuesday night hours because I already have the scam economy episode for this week in the bag and ready to go. So this was the slot that just made sense. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this show, it actually doesn't matter for you anywho, because it's that doesn't matter at all for your listening uh, time slot. You just listen whenever. But hello, live stream viewers on YouTube and Twitch. Happy New Year. And um, some of you might think I took off like the past two weeks, but that's not true. I only gave myself one week off because this past week, and that was, of course, you know, the Christmas to New Year's week. But this past week, I was at CES, which is the biggest tech show uh, frankly, in the world, I believe it's if if not the biggest, certainly one of the biggest. And every year, tech companies from all over the world come together in Las Vegas and show off uh, their new products. A lot of prototypes, a lot of things that uh, will probably never see the light of day, but also a lot of things where we will see different iterations of it down the line, and also some things that are actually coming down the line in the just you know just a year or a few months, or even out right now. And while I was scouring the streets of Las Vegas, well, down the Vegas Strip, so really just the street of Las Vegas, uh, I ran into someone that some of you may all know if you are in the world of, I don't know, I guess like leftist or political media or media, Twitter in general, uh, and that's... Uh, Owen Higgins, thank you so much for joining me. I just pulled you up on the screen. Cool, cool. Hey, thanks for having me. It is my pleasure, and it was great to meet you at CES as someone who's been, uh, you know, following your your work online for, uh, geez, I don't, I'll just say over the years because that over way the can, years, yeah, yeah, I could be, uh, I could be vague yet and also accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Likewise, likewise. It was great. It was it was great to meet up. Um, I think uh, we, we 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 got along in real life very very quickly and easily. So it was fun to have, uh, you know, I was there with some other people at, at the place I work for, but it was fun to have like like other people there. And um, we, uh, I mean, we'll get into this, but you know, we 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 walked around the show uh, for a couple of night events and a little bit during the day on. Is that Friday? Friday was your last day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we ran into each other first on Wednesday, I think, right? Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday at, at the Wednesday, at the and then we saw each yeah right at Pepcom the night event there, and then on Thursday as well at the uh, the uh, what was it? the Showstopper event, which is like the event for journalists to meet up with different uh, companies that were showing up yeah. there, and then we ran into each other on the show floor as well on Friday when I when I skedaddled out of town. Yeah, <laughs> and so you you were there with uh with Morning Brew, right? You're a reporter there now for their tech vertical. Yeah, yeah, I'm with IT Brew. Um, we're like kind of IT tech oriented. Uh, for like the IT tech worker, uh, th we also had reporters there from healthcare, um, emerging tech, which I think is rebranding into something more less emerging, more techy, uh, and. Uh, marketing. So we had we we had a, a, a wide variety of people there, and you know we don't do like breaking news or anything. This was one of the things that we were talking about actually, uh, is that you know at Mashable you do do breaking news. So for you, you were kind of like you were approaching things in a little bit of a different way for, than me. I was just kind of like walking around, taking right. stuff in. I was talking to people like very casually, um, and you were kind of doing a more of a I think maybe. Maybe a good way to describe it, like kind of like shoe leather reporting, almost like like you were like there, like like to do something, like you were writing that like at night, right? Like you were yeah, writing. I there. had to when that when that when Sony uh, came out with the uh, I think the surprise of maybe the event and pulled out that uh, Afila, their new EV car that they made with Honda, which was completely 
unexpected and actually was breaking news. My first reaction was, oh, man, and I had to pull out my computer and run off and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Meanwhile, right. meanwhile, I like wandered over to that thing like a, like a day later and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, all right, well. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, it, 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 it's good, I think, because we're both going to have, I think, um, very interesting takeaways here from uh, basically what, what, what happened, right? I mean, what, what we saw, what we noticed, because um, I think, uh, you know, we'll have a, a, a overlapping experience, yet different viewpoints. You probably saw things I didn't catch. I probably saw things you didn't catch. And what I want to break down here is sort of basically um, the good, the bad, and the dystopian. Because I think that sort of – because we saw some pretty cool things. And then we also saw some pretty lame things. And then we also saw some things that made me go, uh, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, I have a pretty good dystopian one, but uh, maybe I'll save that for the dystopian uh, aspect or or part of the show. But um, I think it's interesting the way that you're saying that, you know, like we saw a lot of cool things and some things that won't have. Like, um, as I was walking around there, I was just like, well, you know, like if everything that they're saying, like if everything that everybody is saying here all happened, like we would be living in like the future right now. But of course, it's not going to because, you know, there's there's there's. Uh, like a a lot of this stuff will never be produced really other than like the prototypes that we saw Uh, some stuff like some of the companies will go bankrupt before they can bring anything to market and and, uh, other stuff will just not find an audience while uh, but it's it it was definitely interesting just kind of walking around uh, particularly so I, I try and set this up for you guys so you can for the audience they can visualize it so there's there were like three huge areas in the main convention center. Um, and they kind of went in a line, like, uh, like, like one was like North, uh, one was also North kind of, and then one was West. And it was so like, it was like these three massive, massive, uh, just, uh, open spaces where they had things set up and, um, they had kind of, uh, generally it was like gaming and TVs and audio and metaverse and one, and then in the other one, like the next one, like kind of next to that was like health and IOT, which is uh, Internet of Things, which is kind of, you know, if, if you're not familiar, is like, you know, just like the stuff that connects all of your gadgets around your house. And uh, that's a very like a brief way to summarize it. But and then uh, in the West Hall, which was like way far away, there was all the electrical vehicle stuff, which was like definitely my favorite place to be. Like, I thought that that was where there were like lots of cool prototypes and just uh, John Deere and uh, Caterpillar both had just massive, massive vehicles in there, just, just huge machines. Uh, there were boats in there. Like, there were just all kinds of, of, of really interesting stuff. So, Right. And that's just was one area. Like, there was another. I, I got to say my favorite thing was there was a, a fintech section uh, at the um... – at the it was at the main floor at, in at the convention center, but there was a fintech section, and to really give you an idea of um, how crypto and is going right now, uh, the fintech section was about six or seven companies, and we're talking a huge. It was like a little alleyway. <laughs> we're talking about huge, like there was like all these sorts of different things in all like the gaming area. Uh, companies with monitors. Three, uh, we should actually just sort of get into, I think, um, uh, the, the sort of trending stuff, like the stuff that the tech world is obsessed with, as per we saw at CES, and I think that'll sort of set the stage. So let's, for me, I noticed that all of these companies, not the big ones, you know, we're not talking about those right now. We're not talking about like the TCLs and the LGs and the Panasonics and the Canons and the Nikons and, and the Samsungs. Uh, we're talking about all the companies that go there to get to, to get themselves noticed. They all were using terminology surrounding Web3, Metaverse. Metaverse is they fucking all want to be Meta, Facebook. They all are using metaverse, metaverse, metaverse. 
uh, which mega lame. Um, and also, uh, virtual VR stuff was big. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that sort of encapsulates what like the trends were there in terms of like the buzzwords. Like it's so bizarre because you would think, and I, I will mention this, I, I'm writing a piece about this too. I, I attended some panels that were obsessed with saying, talking about the metaverse and web three. But they never – they even mentioned blockchain. They mentioned NFTs. They never uttered the word crypto. And that was fascinating to me because, I mean, it's clear they're trying to get away from it. Now, I'm not saying that was every panel at CES. I didn't attend all the panels. That would be impossible. But the ones on um, Web3 and the Metaverse that I did attend, they just strayed away. Like, not – one single mention. The closest they got to it was one person said the word token. Yeah. So I, you know, I wasn't really there to like look at Web3. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not really like my coverage area, but uh, I did at one point. So the amount of walking I did was, was uh, like insane. I, I, on Wednesday, I walked 19 miles. And on Thursday, I walked like 14. So like on Thursday, about like halfway through the day, um, I stopped in this panel really just to like sit down. And it was a crypto blockchain Web3 panel. And so first of all, the room was like huge. Uh, but and, and they could probably seat like 300 people with like press tables in the back. And there were maybe 50 people in there, maybe, uh, you know, including including the people speaking. They had video cameras and stuff, and they were talking about crypto a little bit. We 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 talked about this a little bit, I think, on Friday, um, where uh, or, or or Thursday, where when I was um, and I was telling you about how, you know, they were talking about it a little bit. They were kind of like dancing around it, and then um, it, one of the guys was saying that, you know, the, they people start need to start thinking about their blockchain wallet as like a, a security thing and like less of like a a currency thing. And they kept on saying like, Oh, you know, this bad behavior, this, this bad behavior, that uh, just kind of hinting at what had happened, but never actually like directly talking about it. Never, never actually like directly addressing it. Um, that was like my one experience. I think that I think I was with you when you, when we found like the little web three alley uh, that was, that was in like the gaming area, but that was it. And then the metaverse stuff was like, I mean, I, I guess this stuff was kind of cool, like all the different haptic suits that they had and everything. But, uh, you know, the, the technology is not there. Like, why would you want to spend all of that money for virtual reality that looks like shit, frankly? I mean, like, like it just does. Like, it just doesn't look good. So, um, I, I mean, I haven't, I, like, I don't, I don't really mess with that stuff and i'm not very interested in it uh personally uh like i'm not a gamer or anything and and i'm not like super interested in in vr but uh i guess that for me you know the idea of strapping on a suit like that and and, and like you know i i went to one panel on i think it was wednesday or, or thursday they had like the smell of vision stuff where they have like this little thing that you would wear and it would release scents for when you're in a VR world, like if you're in like a, like, yeah, like a tropical forest, like get you know, some of that. And like, um, and you could like program your own sense and stuff like that. It, 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 it was kind of silly, but I saw like a bunch of stuff like that, like the haptic stuff. And it's just like, this is, Hey, that like, that's really interesting, but, um, like it's not there. So like, what are, what are you doing really? Like, you know, you, like you're trying to like immerse people in a world that doesn't really exist yet. But like you said, it's just people just trying to get their, there's stuff noticed by by these by these big companies uh, or buyers, uh, which is right. really what this is. Right. There's a there's a world of difference between like to like some of these like neat little like gimmicky ideas, and then what can actually uh, you know have broad adoption among the general public. Like what's actually going to take off. And I, I I came across in terms of like one of the cooler things I saw. There was a few companies there who were doing glasses-free 3D TVs. And there was one where it was amazing. I, I can't remember the name of the company. Braylon, I think, was the name of the company. Basically, like, it felt like I couldn't... Like, it, it, instead of it popping out at you, the 3D imagery, it, like, felt like it was going deeper into the monitor. 
and it made it super crisp and clear and it wasn't like any 3D I've ever seen before. It was, you know, usually 3D, you know, I go cross-eyed or, or get a headache after wearing the glasses for too long. Um, and I thought that was really cool, but clearly they were making, um, and they said it themselves, products that are not meant for consumer adoption because these were uh, monitors and displays that were in the five-figure range in terms of cost. And then I came across another company that was doing the more traditional 3D where it felt like it was popping out at you without, you know, without the need for glasses. And they say they're coming out with a mon- their monitor in the next couple of months at under $2,000. Now, that's still obviously a lot of money for most people, but that's also in the range of like that early t- – when that when like new – tech first drops and those early adopters come in and buy it like you know i feel like when uh when like flat screens and like blu-ray first started like that's usually the price range that those things start in so that was interesting to me that they were already looking at it now for me like i wasn't just looking at it in terms of like oh this is cool but if any of these like metaverse and vr companies want this stuff to actually become normal household use Items, products, services, whatever. I feel like these 3D TVs need to succeed first. Because no one is going to... Yes, gamers do it, but that's a different crowd for a different purpose. In terms of how you know Mark Zuckerberg wants people to enter Horizon World, their metaverse platform... To do meetings and visit, you know, FaceTime with, well, wouldn't be FaceTime for them, but video chat with family and things like that. People are not going to strap on their fucking headset every time they got to do this shit. But if you could plop down in front of a screen and it still be 3D, I think people will do that. And I, you know, the, like, and it's weird to me that like the metaverse companies uh, and the VR companies are not showing anything in the 3D TV, the glasses-free 3D TV world, because you would think they would they would see this, that they would see like like what what was super uh, what, what like sold that idea to me completely was when I was walking down the strip, there was a storefront that was like you know how there's like the helicopter rides in Vegas and stuff like that, like to go over the Grand Canyon and shit. One was selling virtual reality experiences with the VR headset and everything. If you're product you're trying to sell people is also a tourist trap at a big city it is never going to be widely adopted for regular everyday use it's just that simple (laughs) yeah yeah no doubt no doubt um i you know the 3d tv thing i saw was uh uh the company is called lottie l-o-t-t-e i think i I don't know yeah they had one that kind of felt like you were going into it. Uh, same kind of, same kind of thing. Uh, for me, I remember like my eyes were just kind of like, they, they went like that for a second before they adjusted. Um, but it was pretty cool. But like, yeah, I think that, yeah, you know, like um, I, th- I think it's a good comparison to flat screens and to stuff like that where, yeah, when they came out, they were uh, close to cost prohibitive for just about everybody um, except for early adopters and then, as it, and, and now you can get a flat screen for, I mean, you can get like a massive flat screen for like 300 bucks. I mean, it's insane, like how cheap they are. Right. Now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely thought that that stuff was cool. Um, and I, I think, you know, for me, the other, the other really cool part of it, like I said, was like the EV stuff where it was like autonomous driving, uh, you know, saw like a lot of, um, kind of freight trucks, uh, like, like tractor trailer stuff that were EVs or, or EV and autonomous. Um, so I, I kept on thinking of, uh, the movie Logan. So I wrote, I wrote an article about this for Pace, like way back in the day, um, that, you know, it's kind of set in this dystopian future, but like the autonomous trucks in it are actually very believable. Um, and so I don't know, have you ever seen that movie? Uh, I, don't think so. No, I'm trying to recall. So there's a chase. There's there's like a scene, a fight scene, or a chase scene, or something at one point <laughs> where like uh, there are all these autonomous freight trucks, which you know don't have like a front or anything. It's just like a it's it's just a it's just a flat rectangle with wheels that the thing goes on, and that's it. And it just you know goes where it's going to go. Um, and that is like they they had a couple of those there, like that they're building. I think uh, 
Centro was the company or something like that. I can't remember what the name of it was, but they they had a whole kind of layout. And and that is was this, pretty cool. Is this but, different? Um, is this is this different from what like uh, Tesla advertises, like fully autonomous driving or whatever it is that they call it? Yes, it's way different because um, first of all, I think that they're for real, um, and second <laughs> and second of all, um, they don't like. There's no driver. There's no human element at all. It is just straight up a rectangle with wheels. That you put the freight on, and then it just goes from. It's like a. It's like a delivery robot. That's it. Um, oh, okay. So and, it's not. Okay. Wow. And I don't think that. I don't think that it's going to be ready. I mean, you know, a lot of these EVs were projected to be ready, like twenty twenty. I mean, speaking of Tesla, they they are. They're fucked. They're done. They really are because, like, all of these, all of these big car makers and all of these companies are 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 putting out their their. Uh, their cars right but um the the thing that i was noticing was that you know like you had uh combined with that just these autonomous like so that stuff's all coming out in like 2024 2025 2026 but the autonomous stuff is like a decade out they say so who knows it could be five years it could be 15 years don't really know um but like the technology is being developed uh was it you who were telling me about like the Tesla autopilot thing? Um, I, maybe. What was it that I said? <laughs> the, the the radar thing. Oh no, that, that wasn't me. No, that's not me. So Tesla's Tesla's um autonomous like self control drive uh, is um is used by. Like it, it, they only use cameras. They don't use any um, radar. So that's oh, why right. they have like all these right. problems because they don't have radar. And I remember there was a, a I feel like there was a radar company like Lidar or something that was trying to sell them on the on using them because they're like one of the leaders in the space. And they were not successful, or they're still in talk. I have no idea. But it was yes. it was something it was something like that, and like and and that. Um, and, but but they have apparently. I think this actually might have been my my cousin cousin in law was telling me about this. But I like they have like they have discovered some cool stuff that they can do with cameras. Like, but the you can't really substitute it for radar. Like radar is like like it's it's like the thing that works. So you know, uh, Ken Clemenson at the Intercept just uh, came out with an article today with that video. I don't know if you saw that of the Tesla just stopping in the middle of the tunnel. Yes, yes, stopping right in the middle of the tunnel, but first actually uh, merging into the left lane, you know, the one where you go when you want to slow down, and yes, directly, yeah, di- yeah, right. right, cutting in front, di- cutting directly in front of a car, and then slowing down and stopping, and then causing an eight-car pileup, which uh, injured a child that was in one of the vehicles. And I think um, everyone is okay, uh, thankfully, which means I can laugh at this joke. Uh, someone pointed out that, uh, in fact, it seems like uh, Tesla's technology is so good that it was able to detect a child to injure in one of those vehicles. <laughs> yeah. Because Teslas love to injure children, as seen by all those videos where they use the, uh, the – they put like a cardboard child cutout in like down on the road and then you know uh just, you know just and then they put the fully autonomous driving on and the tesla just plows over a kid yeah it just it, it, it just goes for it yeah uh, well maybe uh, elon musk will look into it uh yeah yeah right right <laughs> we'll see we'll see about that right yeah, I mean, I I don't know how I feel about like my my I think I told you about this while we were talking about all this there. Like I think all this sort of stuff in EVs sort of detracts from the main point of what EVs are supposed to do. Like EVs are supposed to be just a greener way of of getting around and I feel like we could have really cheap EVs, you know, cheap in terms of relative to how much cars cost. But we could have affordable EVs for people um, without all of this, like, you know, 
futuristic technology or even like you know putting a, a a big screen display up on the dashboard and all this stuff like i don't need my car to make farting sounds like i don't need a fart mode like tesla's come with i don't need the zero to 60 mode i don't need all this stuff and you know tesla prices their cars at fifty thousand dollars or something and that's the starting point right i mean yeah People should not think EVs, oh, expensive. People should be, like, if, if, if this was really about, uh, you know, green energy and uh, getting emissions down and just less pollution, then Elon Musk or any of these, uh, you know, current EV car companies, which I guess is just really led by Tesla at this point, um, they would focus on just the EV aspect and put out a cheap vehicle. But, of course, that's not the main selling point. We all know that. And hopefully right. the big, you know, the bigger car companies that are coming out with their new, you know, their their line of EV cars like Honda, Toyota, Nissan. I mean, I'm not a car guy, so I don't know. Uh, Ford, Dodge, I got no idea. <laughs> um, hopefully they at least put out one sort of affordable EV vehicle for people so that who want to consider it can actually get one. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's, it's almost like a good segue into like talking about the bad, right? Because like, I I think that that really sums up like the bad of CES, the bad of tech in general, like this, this, um, like all these protestations that, that they want to like make the world better. And, 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 but um, in reality, it's just about making money, which is like, okay, like whatever, like if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But like, you know, couching it in these terms is, is kind of shitty. Um, uh, and, and I think there are a lot of people who are true believers. Like I saw a lot of people there who, I mean, there was definitely like, there was a vibe there. You know what I mean? Like, like there was like a certain, just like, man, I don't even really know how to describe it, but it, it, it was it was just a real like, uh, uh, like scene feeling kind of to me when I was in there. I don't know. I don't really know how to how to explain it in in words that really make any sense, but like it. It felt if it felt like I was entering a scene that I wasn't a part of, and that I was like, "Oh, okay, like these are the people who are like in this scene. Like these are the people who are who who hang out here, who who do this stuff." Um, and uh, I'm not like I'm not saying that's like a bad thing about it. Uh, I think you find that everywhere, but but I'm just saying that like that there, uh, the way that that kind of manifests itself is to kind of have all of these like kind of uh, higher beliefs about uh, the future and what we're going to do in the future and like have the reality actually be, no, it's just, it's, it's just a company. They're just, they're just trying to make money. Right. Right. I, you know, I, I guess before we get into some other things, we should uh, get to this before, before we forget the, the, the cool thing that we saw, let's get on the positive side of things. <laughs> The coolest thing we saw, and I think you know what I'm going to say, and I just feel like it's nothing, to, it's probably the least to do with anything I usually talk about on any of my shows. I, you know, I usually talk about, you know, Tesla, Musk, they come up, you know, uh, crypto, blockchain, Web3, metaverse, all this sort of tech that's trying to get into our lives. But this particular thing is totally out there, but it was easily, for me, it stole the show. That fucking Optimus Prime robot. <laughs> yeah, that thing was so cool. And I, I have video of it actually. Let me, let me pull it up while we talk, so people, I'll, I'll turn the the volume down for people, so they can still, um, you know, so they can still hear us while they see it. Hold on, let me just pull it up here. All right, so, I mean, this thing <laughs> was insane to me. Um, so there were lots of robot, a lot of robotics at, um, CES and this one's cool because it's a toy. Like it's a $999 toy, but it's a toy. It's not going to replace any jobs or they're not going to 
try to sell the idea that we should uh, not pay people a living wage because these robots will come in and take their jobs, which they won't. Because I saw a uh, a bubble tea making robot at CES. And it was cool to watch it make a bubble tea. You actually saw it make a bubble tea. The person had to set it up with the, uh, you know, scoop the ice for it and put it in front of the robot for it to actually then put it under the, the, the you know, the, the drink thing where the, the, the actual tea comes the dispenser, out. The dispenser, yeah. The dispenser and then mix it and then add the uh, the bubbles and all that stuff. The robot was able to do all that, but the person still had to hand them the cup and then take the cup so that they could bring it to the customer. But still, it was cool to see a robot do that stuff. Also, the robot took about five to ten minutes to make a single bubble tea. There was a line of people waiting for their bubble tea because the, it was the experience of watching the robot do that. But no one is going to wait five to ten minutes for a single bubble tea. No business could sustain itself selling one bubble tea every five to ten minutes. Roughly, what, uh, six bubble tea, six to six to twelve bubble teas an hour. You would go out of business. So, you know. The, the whole thing there is just sort of like whatever. But this was cool because it fucking looked cool. It was cool. And it but there's there's no negatives I can think of. It's not going to hurt anyone. It's not going to be used to, you know, to push forward any horrible policy. It was just cool. And you could buy it right now. So it's not even like a prototype that may never come out. Yeah, yeah. I, I was... Um... This this Optimus Prime toy robot that we found, uh, we we ran into it. Uh, I think it was was that it was Showstoppers, right? Um, uh, yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Thursday, and we were walking around, um, and I I think this was like the last spurt of energy I had because shortly after this, I just completely crashed. But um, uh, we. Uh, we walked up to this place and we saw like, we saw like, it just looked like a toy. And then they, it, the thing started moving around. Like, like you guys can see in the video and it is, it was just, it was just so cool. I'm glad that you got that whole like kind of Kung Fu, um, uh, uh, part to it. And, Oh, and it's picking up. I mean, this is the, the timing on this is probably off from, from watching it here, but it did a lot of cool things. Um, and it was like one of these things where it was like that's that's pretty expensive. Like that's pretty expensive, but you know what? Like, um, I'm uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Like, like that's right. fine. Like because if, like yeah, if you know, it'll, then, be, then, it'll be cool oh, when sorry, eventually I'm sure it'll go down in price. You know, as as more people get into it and they have more products to sell. Just like we were talking about with um, you know, with how um. Uh, what was it? The, uh, uh, the 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 TVs, like the flat screen TVs. Yeah, as these things develop and the technology and parts become cheaper, as more people buy in and they have more products to sell. But there's there's no harm there. It's just cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It um the I, I went by like their actual big platform area. And they had like eight of them out there, seven or eight of them out there, all doing that like uh, in sync with each other. That was pretty cool too. Um, oh, they had. I, oh, I missed that. And it what was funny is that they had uh, they had the uh, they had the Buzz Lightyears there too. Sorry, I'm just I'm, like my brain was stopped working there for a second. They had the Buzz Lightyear's there too, and they had the Transformer. Uh, they had the Optimus Primes, um, and you and I walked by, and I could see like where they had like the flyers for each of them, and they had all the Buzz Lightyear's were still there, and there were like no Optimus Prime ones. Like it's just it's just such a cool toy that people just like grab that right up. All right, and you know, uh, so we talked about we talked about the cool the the good here because I think that was like yeah well, there were some cool things I guess we also mentioned I think those three D TVs were cool. Uh, and mm-hmm. good, and I think uh, will make certain things not as ridiculous. Um, and we talked about the bad, uh, the metaverse. Uh, to me, that's maybe even dystopian. Like the the idea that all these companies 
And they're just calling it too, like any anything time they mention, they make like a three D interactive world. And I don't mean three D like virtual reality. I just mean like three D as in like the graphics, like like Second Life, World of Warcraft, Roblox. It's like that stuff already exists. Like this, these so many of these words are just garbage buzzwords now. They don't even mean anything because. And I think the best example of that was Web three. Um, Web three inherently requires the blockchain it's it's the term used to sell the idea of giving creators more ownership and control over what they create and the blockchain is a part of web3 because the blockchain is the whole idea of you mint your item your media your whatever to a token and it shows ownership and you have control over uh, you know, revenue in terms of when you sell it, uh, uh, residuals when other people sell it, and things like that. And people will always know that you control the ownership over it. Uh, I've talked a lot about how why this never really works out and the idea of it will never really work out. But here at CES, Web3 is basically blockchain isn't necessary. I saw all these Web3 companies. Basically, here, here's the perfect example instead of trying to explain. The C- I saw a panel with the CEO of Napster. Yes, Napster is still a company. But Napster is a, co- is a company that back in like the, the late 90s actually completely changed the entire landscape of the music industry. Like that's why we stream now because people were all downloading their whatever music they could find for free on Napster. It completely changed the game. People no longer wanted to go out and buy uh, CDs, albums, uh, singles. They wanted to just get them online. And the CEO of Napster is talking and he keeps bringing up the idea that, you know, if you think about it, Napster really was the first Web3 company. And I'm sitting there going, what does that mean? Like, first of all, you are Napster. Like, there is not a single Web3 company that did that has done anything to affect the culture society, an entire industry in any way, shape, or form. Right now, it's just the buzzy thing in tech, but it's done nothing substantial whatsoever. Like, why are you debasing Napster by saying Napster was the first Web3 company when all these Web3 companies should be wishing they did something as meaningful as what Napster did? And then on top of that, I mean, if Web3, even in the CES tech, uh, you know, the the non-blockchain idea of it and the buzzy word type meaning of it is just creators having more control over their content. I mean, Napster was the complete opposite, right? Like the reason Napster failed and shut down that whole original idea they had was because bands like Metallica sued them because Naps they couldn't control their music being downloaded for free on Napster. So I mean, even in that yeah. sense, it was like, what are you talking about? Man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like this is a company that like changed an entire industry and the world. Um, Industries, actually, because I would include video, too, right? Uh, it, it did did that. Um, and I think calling it Web3 is just like, I mean, wasn't it actually like 25 years ago? I mean, like, like that was like Web1. Like, that's like a that's like a foundational building block here. We're not, you know, we're not talking about like some uh, attempted, uh, you know, a, a, attempted way to make the blockchain work, you know, make, make something work that isn't working. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, and that is, was it, it, was it the original CEO or was it just like some, some big guys charging it? That's, now? that's a good question. I don't think it was the original CEO. Cause he said he came from another company. Oh uh, yeah. But okay. St- but okay. still it's like, it's like, uh, oh yeah, it, it uh, definitely was not, um, Sean Parker, <laughs> who I gotcha. think was the yeah, original yeah, yeah, Napster yeah, yeah. CEO, yes. Um, but still, it was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, it, it doesn't make you sound good, honestly, because you guys were more than that. You were more than what any of these uh, yeah. Web3 companies is. And to me, that was like an example of how – we're going to basically there, – there's, there's, there's going to be two type of tech companies right now. There's going to be the companies that do absolutely nothing. 
yet are part of the trendy upcoming buzzword industries like Metaverse and Web3. And they're going to take up all this investor money, all this media time, and literally show nothing for it and affect the world in no way, shape, or form, which may be good being what they want to do. But still, they're going to just suck money and suck uh, eyeballs away from things that actually do have meaning and or could have meaning. And on the other end, there's going to be these tech companies that truly uh, change things, but for the absolute worst, like the true dystopian tech companies. I mean, I saw Palantir there, and that to me was like, yes. they shouldn't be fucking invited, honestly. Like, they shouldn't even be allowed to be there. I. I, I like walked around their booth and I was just like, Ugh. like there was nothing and there was nothing even in it that was like particularly creepy. Uh, it, it was just the fact well, they did have like count. a big they did have a big army truck there, didn't they? Like not not specifically U.S. Army, but like a big military type truck that was they, there. Uh, yeah, but but it was they did, but it was kind of, and and like yeah, that was a little creepy, like that like that stuff. But the truck itself was kind of like they were kind of selling it as like, hey. You know, this is uh, just just a, a a truck that you know uh, anyone could use, right? Or like you know, like that any kind of emergency service or something could use. I, I mean, it's obviously for the military, but there weren't necessarily like and there were some helmets inside, and I didn't see any like weapons. I didn't really stick around too much there, though. But like, uh, but most of it was just like software powering like the industrial revolution. It was just very interesting kind of thing that they were doing there so like like i get like i get what they were doing but but it was also kind of like yeah you know like uh it's it's palantir it's palantir i mean like what you know it's palantir like that like it is what it is so uh to me the most dystopian thing i saw and i i posted a tweet about this that got uh some good reactions so this is so I'll, I'll kind of set up the story. I went to Deep Brain AI, right? And so this is a company that they make uh, AI, AI kind of humans, uh, sort of like uh, they make they make AI like like digital like screen people that like will respond to you um and and they the the way that they do is they bring you in and you do an interview um and uh they they have a script then and then you know it starts to like when like they had Howie Mandel right Howie Mandel was like one of the ones and like it was so it was like uh Howie uh what's your podcast oh my podcast is this I recorded with my wife and daughter, da, 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 da. And we also talked about this. Like, it's obviously very fake, but like it is responding to you. So it was like, kind of like, okay, like that's kind of cool. It looks, it looks all right, I guess. Um, and then I went around like the other side of their booth and it was re colon memory, rememory. And so it's remembrance without regrets by having actual conversations with your past loved ones. Rememory can help you through hard times. Interact with your late family members. We offer a private space to give you the time you wish you had uh, where you can revisit and reflect on the memories you share with your loved ones. So basically what this is, is uh, say grandma's dying. She goes in or she knows that she will be uh, she she knows that she's on the decline. Uh, she goes in. She does an interview with them. Uh, they talk to her, and then you can then after she dies, then you can talk to her. And the video on this one has like the CEO of this company, which is based in I think in based in South Korea. Oh, possibly I, I think it is based in South Korea. I'm not 100, percent but the CEO and like it shows his daughter talking to him, and the first thing he says is. Oh, I've missed you so much. Ah. I've missed you so. I oh, I'm so glad to see you again. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Like that's kind of fucked up for me. I, I don't know if I can quite. I, I like that's a little too dystopian for me. Um, right. Yeah. I listen. I'd be fine know? with it. I, I think it'd be very. We think it'd be. It'd be nice actually for a tech company to like uh, that focuses on um, sort of. I guess I don't know retaining 
your loved one's um, uh, memories in terms of like a company that maybe, I don't know, goes to them, you know, your older relatives and films them or, or videos them like going, you know, answering certain questions, sort of like, you know, a, a mini documentary type deal or something. And like that being like a service for people who want to like not lose like those family stories that maybe certain in the only certain individuals would have. But to have them like do that in order for them to create things after they die that they didn't actually say or do in life, that is very weird. Yeah, that is very weird. Well, it, it is things that they said, but I don't know. Like to me, it's like, But it's they're interacting very... with new stuff though, right? Like they're interacting with – like you said, like um, in one of them, it's like, oh, it's nice to see you or something like that. As yeah, in, like... so I'm, 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 I'm scrubbing through the, uh, the. Oh yeah, so it says, well, no, I think this is this is like what he told it to say, but it's still just like very like, uh, okay, dear daughter, how are you? Um, I've missed you dearly. It's just oh, a very oh, weird that's... thing. Like, like that's the commercial. Uh, like, it's yeah. just like, how about that, I man? I, uh, no, I'm not. not for me. I mean, if if you want to uh, pop in a, a, a pop open a clip or a, you know of uh, some cool way they were able to record uh, Grandpa's uh, you know uh, uh, stories from when he was growing up as a kid, then that's cool. But I don't want to talk with. Uh, grandpa, uh, any time after he died, honestly, because that's just that's just weird. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 the way I think the way that they're selling it is so manipulative that to me, that's just it's just too manipulative. Right. It's just too manipulative for me. Someone in the yeah. chat says uh, Disney is going to buy this for the new Hall of Presidents. I mean, that's one oh. way I could see this technology being used. That's not weird, I guess. If we use historical figures or uh, you know like that, um, or obviously with full consent. Well, with historical figures, not. But like, if you want to do celebrities, I guess you need full. Cons- you should get full consent from the family. But even the celebrity mm-hmm. thing is weird. I guess just historical figures. Which we all will be – like I guess I won't care like 100 years from now if you want to do that to me. But I think it's weird to like talk to my – talk to people in my family like 10 years from now if I'm dead, like after I die. Like, yeah, a, yeah. I guess there's a, a point where it's so far it's fine. But it's weird to people who knew you when you were alive. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. For sure. For sure. For sure. So it's just a little off. It's just a little off. Right, that is, yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't. I, it feels like an idea that sounds good on paper, and then the second yeah. you start to put it together, it's like, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Oh god. But you know, I, I will say this. I think CES, um, you know, obviously, its its purpose is to get people excited about this stuff. I think. Um, but I think it's also, uh, to me, it's more so a good take on, and this is sort of how I went to cover it, was it's a good take on how the whole, and it wasn't even just the whole, how different parts of the industry and then also the whole industry views their field and then tech as a whole in terms of what they see as the defining. Like to me, it was way more interesting to see how many companies we're trying to shoehorn their way into these buzzwords like metaverse and, you know, the AI stuff, obviously, like you mentioned, that's big, uh, you know, Web3, uh, how they were trying to shoehorn their stuff, their their own stuff into this. Because um, it gives you a take on how, I guess, people view this stuff um, in the industry and then outside, too, because I was talking to people outside who were just sort of like uh, – they didn't get like people who were attending. They didn't get why um, certain companies were calling themselves what they were when it was clear that they really weren't. Like again, three D games have been around for in terms of like you know three D models in games and immersive worlds like Second Life, World of Warcraft, been around forever. Why are you why well not forever but like the past two decades. Why are why are you, why are you a metaverse company if if you're not throwing in the VR component? Which we know is what defines – I hate that term, first of all. I hate that Facebook 
decided to just say VR is now metaverse if it's an immersive world inside of it. But I mean, that's that is exactly what it's supposed to be, and even that is being like uh, changed to basically fit whatever people want to get the buzzy terms so they could get, I guess, funding. Yeah, I mean, you know, for um, as as you probably know from from your job, and and as I know from my job, I mean, you know, uh, companies and analysts have been saying, uh, you know, metaverse is the future. It's going to be huge. There's going to be tons of money put into it. It has felt like wishful thinking to me the entire time, and like it just still feels that way to me. Like it's just not quite there. Right. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe someday, you know, but I don't think it's going to happen very soon. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think I think a lot of I, I, I did write a piece about how uh, another cool thing I saw w- was that HDMI adapter that was able to turn your iPhone or an iPad into a monitor for your for your camera. So when you're shooting, you could record directly on your iPad or iPhone. So you could quickly send it to people, but still get the professional like visual shots. And I, and when I wrote it, I was like, uh, you know, with all these trendy stuff, remember, uh, HDMI adapters could be revolutionary too. And that's that's my takeaway when I come out of them. If someone asks me like, oh, because they hear you go to CES, oh, what's like, what's the cool stuff coming out of it? And I'm like, in terms of what you're going to be using in the next like, I don't know, uh, over over the next year or so, uh, I saw a cool uh, gaming mouse with a joystick for the thumb. I saw that HDMI adapter. Like, it's this basic regular everyday electronics and accessories that are just being upgraded. That is the stuff that's really going to like directly impact people over the next couple of months and years, because all yeah. the other stuff is basically uh, hopes and dreams, prototypes or things that will never come to fruition whatsoever because we just saw like a demoed version that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. Your TVs are going to get cooler. Your cars are going to be able to do more things at some point. Um, and certain aspects of your life will look slightly different. Right, right. Owen I mean, Higgins. I guess basically, yeah, yeah. Right, Owen Higgins. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you there at CES. And thank you so much for coming on. So, A, I could finally have you on the live stream for, for we get that started, because hopefully you come on again, too, soon in the future. Definitely. And then, B, uh, perfect to have you on for this specific episode, because... Uh, we literally ran into each other at CES. Just made made the ultimate made the ultimate uh, sense. If that even, I'm starting to ooh, the the CES stuff is rubbing off on me. I'm starting to just throw out uh, buzzy terms like <laughs> yeah. the ultimate episode, the future of podcasting, right here before you right now. Uh, where the can people find the yes, the metaverse. Where can people yeah. find you online? Feel free to drop any sort of links, uh, handles, whatever. The floor is yours. For sure, yeah. You can find me on Twitter for as long as it still exists at uh, at Owen Higgins underscore E O I N H I G G I N S underscore. Um, you can also, if you are interested in IT and tech, and you're in the IT field, uh, check out itbrew.com, itbrew.com, and sign up for our newsletter and check it out. Um, it's it's a lot of interesting. Uh, cybersecurity stuff and we talk about like you know especially if you work if you work in it like definitely get this newsletter because that is it's like that's who it is aimed at it's aimed at the it workers so there you go uh oh and thank you so much have a great night and uh i will uh talk to you again soon and i will hopefully uh see you uh, eventually again uh outside of ces or maybe maybe we'll just keep running into each other annually at ces who knows could be one of the two all right thanks a lot Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.